Oh, I want to let that one end. Okay, here we go. VNN Free Talk Live with Jeff Beck. Let's roll. Okay, I got a little uh, audio tape for you to hear just starting off here. Let's give this a listen. First saved message sent today at 6.21 p.m. Good evening. This is Ray Dalton, principal of Apsigami High School. My purpose for this phone message tonight is purely informational. I am calling to inform you that an individual at Apsigami High School has a suspected case of tuberculosis. The person is responding well to medication and will not return to school until cleared by Atlantic County Division of Public Health and Apsigami. Tuberculosis is primarily a respiratory illness caused by a type of bacteria that is passed from person to person through the air. Tuberculosis is not easy to catch, and it usually takes close and frequent contact with someone over a long period of time. Tuberculosis can be treated and cured with medication. The Division of Public Health, our staff, our school nurses, and the administration are working closely together to identify those individuals who may be exposed. A public health nurse will be contacting parents of any students that are identified. We are working closely with all agencies to ensure that students and staff at Aspagami High School are protected and kept fully informed. Please feel free to contact our nurses or the Atlantic County Department of Health nurses, Barbara Kennedy or Sandy Long at 645-5933 or myself if you have any questions. Again, this information is purely information, informational, a letter with basically the same information as in his phone message will be forthcoming in the next few days. Again, I thank you for your time, and have a good night. Have a good night, yes. Welcome to the broadcast. This is the Monday edition of VNN's Free Talk Live. What you just heard was recording um, the stand made uh, from his school's principal, his daughter's uh, school in New Jersey, and uh, I just have to say, welcome to Ameriqua. Yes, yes. How would you like to get that uh, uh, from your daughter's school, that a tuberculosis uh, a student had tuberculosis and your daughter was attending that school? I'd say it's time to get the hell out. Uh, and that's uh, perhaps what Stan will be doing soon. Uh, anyway, I will have more to say about this TB business later in the broadcast. It's something really serious, and it's something that, directly touches uh, the lives of all of our listeners here today because I know we're very interested in raising families and getting our children educated and not uh, having them be struck with a TB in their youth. That's something we don't want to have happen. Anyway, right now as we speak, the, the VNN uh, Free Talk Live staff are working hard to contact Stan right this very minute. So, uh, we may get him later on in the broadcast, um, but he's a man on the move. Anyway, how about some show notes here at the beginning of the broadcast? Later in the air, we'll have Alex on, and we're going to find out what's on his mind. I mean, he always has a lot to say that's quite interesting. Then about 90 minutes from now, Bill White with the uh, American National Socialist Workers Party 
will be joining us to discuss usury and banking. Now, uh, I'm not that interested in the subject of money, and it kind of bores me to some degree. But uh, this is a really good broadcast he did on this subject. And he has a lot of interesting um, uh, details to bring out about this. And that's what we're going to be discussing tonight. I know a lot of you on the forum are interested in this subject, so you may want to stick around for that. Now, one of the questions I have for Bill is, um, why are there so many check cashing and payday loan stores just sprouting up everywhere? They're so tacky and awful. I just, they're just disgusting. But that's a sign of the times. I'm going to ask him why that's happening. Okay. If you want to contact the show and ask Alex a question or you have a comment for Bill White later in the show, here are the numbers. The preferred method of communication is, as always, Skype. Okay. Our Skype ID is VNN Free Talk Live. That's all one word. VNN Free Talk Live. Now, we do have a regular phone number, uh, 660-675-4388. That's 660-675-4388. Uh, but I know that if you have a, you have to listen to the show with the computer, so we prefer Skype calls. And if you must call by landline, uh, I request, I request that you send a chat message with Skype. It's very unlikely I'm going to take your call if you just call out of the blind. Uh, it's, it's something that, um, it, it just ver- won't happen. So at least send a chat message and let me know you're calling. All right. Anyway, on with the broadcast. Uh, we've got some, um, some more internal VNN matters. Kentucky Clued and VNN Forum's very own super moderator, DeMonica, made the news in Kentucky. The pair distributed several hundred, uh, the white patriot leader. This is um, VNN's newspaper and resulted in a news uh, report on WLKY News Channel 32. And uh, so far, no one's been able to find a uh, Internet link to this, uh, to this uh, broadcast that they put up, but it was on the local news there in Kentucky. So, so big round of applause for DeMonica and Kentucky. <laughs> Kate. Isn't it amazing? No laws are broken, just people exercising their First Amendment rights, and it becomes a news story. We welcome uh, the coverage, of course, but it's incredible. It's just, it, well, it's just the power of hate. Ah, the power, the power of hate. For those who don't know, uh, the White Patriot Leader is a newspaper designed by and distributed by VNN Forum participants mainly. Uh, the White Patriot Leader is very important. It's a very important part of our efforts to break through, uh, well, I guess, what could be termed the, the Iron Curtain of Media and Social Control, which uh, Zog, Zog, we all know what that means, uses to define and defame uh, the white race and our movement. And this defamation has very real, real-world side effects, like violence against our kind. It means our sites are attacked by DDoSers and not uh, other sites. It means uh, our white children are denied a racial identity. It means our people are punched and kicked and beaten for wearing symbols from our American history. So, if you'd like to do something constructive and legal 
if you'd like to bring your strengths and match them up with ours, then you can contact Glenn Miller on VNN Forum by private message or by phone at 417-463-7703. That's 417-463-7703. And I have a parenthetical note here that says <laughs> phone, <laughs> phone anytime. All right. Okay. Anyway, that's the number for the white patriot leader and Glenn Miller. Okay. I'd like to also thank uh, Kai Kerter for assembling several montages of Free Talk Live. Uh, you've really captured the essence of the kind of banter uh, this program has and um, captured some of the funny moments we have on here. Uh, download it and share it. Uh, tell people about VNN Broadcasting and our efforts to provide Jew-free news and entertainment for whites. And lastly, Craig Cobb, co-host of the ever-popular Goyfire, whose 47th edition can be downloaded from GoVNN.com. Uh, just click on the archives uh, icon there and you'll see it. Well, he's being interviewed by CNN Bureau, uh, CNN Bureau in Russia. Uh, perhaps the interview is caused by reports claiming, well, claiming that Estonia, that's a small Baltic nation near Russia, is going national socialist. Is this true? Well, I read one report uh, that, quote, uh, SS war veterans and their descendants have marched to the streets in Estonia, and outspoken national socialists are elected to office, and memorials are, uh, which were erected by Jews to celebrate the Soviet occupation are being torn down in the small Baltic nation of Estonia. Quote, there is a substance to the claim that national socialists, Nazis, who understand and admire the work of Adolf Hitler and the Third Reich are increasingly prominent in power, whereas the population is increasingly embracing its Germanic Baltic heritage and rejecting the influence of 50 years of Jewish Bolshevism and a decade and a half of Jewish capitalism. Hundreds of thousands of Estonians fought with the Third Reich against the Soviet occupation. If you're interested in the subject, uh, by the way, uh, we do have a link, and I got this link off the last Goy Fire uh, 47, which Craig participated in, and he mentioned this link. It's on, um, right now it's on Sunlit Heights, or you can go directly to this page I'm about to mention by uh, typing in your web browser www.wehrmacht, that's W-E-H-R-M-A-C-H-T, Dot P-R-I dot E-E. Like I said, if you go to Sunlit Heights, you can see the link there. And there you'll find all sorts of um, information about uh, the Estonian contribution to the forces of the Third Reich, uh, film clips, photos, and all sorts of documentation. So uh, I really enjoyed uh, going through that site. And uh, I hope this report about Estonia has, has some nugget of truth in it, because it's really good news. Well, on this note... Let's jump right into the news roundup section of tonight's Free Talk Live. And, by the way, I received a number of requests uh, that I play the entire bumper for the news roundup section of VNN. So, okay, here it is. It's the song by Evolution Control Committee. Uh, oh, and listen for the part that says, it's, I really like it, uh, the Nazis next door. Okay, Rocked by Rape. Here we go. This is the CBS Evening News. 
with Dan Rather reporting from CBS News headquarters in New York. Good evening. Danger. War. Killer. Fraud. CIA. Mayhem. Crisis. Horrible. Inflation. Military. Threat. Flaming debris. Fatal heart attack. Stress injuries. Prison disaster. Economic collapse. Dangerous radiation. A tide of violence and human misery. A liar and an unremorseful killer. Communist international smuggling pipeline. Starving victims. And how they die. Killable weapons. Carpet bomb. Deaths. Trump FBI. Killed and injured children. Police conspiracy. Negative attacks. Discipline, sex and drinking binges, dying of a heart attack, dying of breast cancer, dying of a Japanese nuclear bomb, mountains of credit card debt, the mountain of cocaine, tons of cocaine, atomic bomb radiation experiments, unwitting test subjects, dangerous radiation, marijuana abuse, hooked on drugs, time for us to bug out. Rock, rock, rock by rape, rock. Rock, rock by rape. Rock, rock, rock by rape. Sex, drugs, and rock by rape. Nazis, war criminals, cancer, dark, murder, caution, terrorist, castigation, police conspiracy, dramatic urban torture, drunk driving, hostage siege, government shutdown, collapses. Desperation, despair, deep into debt, criminal, persecuted, semi-automatic handgun, explosive gunman killed a tourist, funeral victims, racist, massive lawsuit, hostage, ethnic war, cancer death rate fleeing for their lives, CIA narcotics operations, hungry, homeless, frustrated terrorists, spoiled, unsanitary, hard-hitting losers, brutal, bizarre, critical bombing, the gang's rule. Criminal anti-government love triangle. Deeper and deeper into damage, even death. Anti-drug DEA, worldwide ban. Time for us to bug out. Rock, rock, rock by rape. Rock, rock, rock by rape. Rock, rock, rock by rape. Sex, drugs, and rock by rape. Disgruntled conspirator attack killed. U.S. warplane went down in flames. Crash. Gun down. Shooting death. Blood drops. Murderer. Desperate tragedy. Isn't he dead? Death penalty. Ransom note. Forbidding. Notorious. Overwhelming. Communist. Urban punishment. Low ethics. Extortion and murder. A plane crash set an entire neighborhood on fire. International smuggling pipeline. Make it faster. Better. Cheaper. Health risk. Criminal. Murdering a man. Tough. Diplomatic hell on earth, magnetic radiation, fraudulent assassins, mysterious murder, chemical terrorism, military targets, fatal crash, danger, a freak accident, no known survivors, wild and woolly semi-automatic truck bomb, emergency anti-fatal shooting rampage, notorious negative police brutality, fear the hidden Nazis next door, Marxist rebels, serious murderer, accidents, problems, punitive damage. Like that negative, heart-wrenching controversy. Time for us to bug out. Rock. Rock. Rock by rape. Rock. Rock. Rock by rape. Rock. Rock. Rock by rape. Sex, drugs, and rock.
fight rape. Bug out, bug out, bug out, bug, bug. And that's part of our world tonight. For the CBS TV News, Dan Rather reporting. Good night and have a great weekend. Okay, hope you enjoyed that. It's the entire clip of Evolution Control Committees rocked by rape, or better known as the bumper to VNN News Roundup. Okay, moving from the uh, northern climes of Estonia to the relatively tropical nation, Har Har, of Oostreich, that's Austria, I need to confirm the correct pronunciation with our guest of last week, Robert Vavelsberg. Um, anyway, uh, in Austria, a visiting Croatian vandalized a Jewish school. The unnamed man and self-declared anti-Semite was sentenced to 15 months in prison, according to the Europe Channel. Uh, quote, on the night of November 26, the unnamed Croatian broke into the Jewish school and went on a rampage using an iron bar to smash 126 windows, doors, and furniture, causing an estimated $200,000 worth of damage. Quote, the man was in Vienna as a tourist last November and said that he saw Jewish pupils at Vienna's Lauter Shavad school and decided that, quote, there were too many Jews in Austria. Too many Jews in Austria. <laughs> too many Jews in Austria. Well, that's <laughs> nothing like a good vandalism story uh, to start the program off with, huh? Do you think it's a little bit more exciting than TB? Well, huh? Oh, sorry, I'm having a little conversation here, a chat message. Yeah, yeah, I think I need something like a, a soundbite of breaking glass for these vandalism stories. Okay. Now, some interesting facts about the Qua. Did you know that in Vermont, people of color, that's right, people of color, make up less than 3% of the population, yet represent 14% of the new HIV infections? Yes, that's true. Alan Robertson, make that Robinson, with the Imani Health Institute in Burlington, Vermont, wants people to know that even though Vermont is a small state, it doesn't mean that HIV, age is, HIV AIDS is not a problem. Robinson went on to say that, quote, wherever niggers go, whether it be Vermont, Nevada, or Texas, their degenerate lifestyle, low intelligence, and poor sanitary habits raise infections rates of communicable diseases. It's not just a Vermont problem. Okay, just kidding. Just kidding, folks. He didn't really say that. Anyway, back to the report. Quote, the, uh, the event drew about 50 people, the majority of whom were Somali Bantus. Somali Bantus. Also taking part were Lajira Van Ness Otonu, an AmeriCorps VISTA volunteer. Yes, a VISTA volunteer. That's, as I recall, that's Bill Clinton's... Uh, uh, program that he rammed through uh, in one of his bills. Uh, with the Community and Economic Development Office, Sharon Moffat, Acting Commissioner of the Vermont Department of Health, and Kenny Jackson, that's right, Kenny Jackson, who
who has been HIV positive for 20 years. Jackson told the crowd at the um, awareness meeting in Burlington, Vermont, the AIDS awareness meeting, that uh, he had contracted HIV through intravenous drug use, but he doesn't regret his life decisions. Let me read that. Jackson told the crowd that he contracted HIV AIDS through intravenous drug use, but that he doesn't regret his life decisions. Which makes me wonder about the whole AIDS phenomenon anyway, whether it's as least lethal as it should. Now, this was a, um, like I said, a meeting in Burlington, Vermont, uh, a state government meeting about HIV AIDS, basically uh, to the black community, uh, who represent a mere 3% of the population in Vermont, Yet are responsible for uh, a huge percentage, a relatively huge percentage of the popula- of the uh, of the HIV/AIDS uh, infections. And if you'd like to know more about this story, uh, I have a couple contact numbers. Uh, you can contact Lauren Ober at six six zero eighteen sixty eight. That's uh, in Vermont, or we have Lajira Van S. Otonu. Vanessa Otunu, L-V-A-N-N-E-S-S-O-T-U-N-N-U, at ci.burlington.vermont.us. And you can ask her questions about uh, the Bantu community in Vermont, and I'm sure she'd be willing to help. Well, can this really be? File this under, do crazy people only ride the bus? This is a, is a story uh, from Thailand. Uh, missing Thai woman reappears uh, 25 years after boarding the wrong bus for Jayana. Uh, let's see, boy, this is a tough one. Uh, Rahing. Uh just a normal shopping trip. Uh, she departed for a normal shopping trip uh, and said goodbye to her eight children 25 years ago. But instead, her bus took her to Chiang Mai, close to the border with Burma, about 400 miles away. Uh, Jayena spoke only the Yawi dialect and was unable to read or write. In Chiang Mai, she became lost and unable to explain her predicament. There, she spent five years begging and with her dark skin was taken to be a member of a hill tribe. Jayanna would probably have spent the rest of her life in Chiang Mai had she not overheard three students visiting the Thai province, and she was found and returned. But you know, folks, illiteracy is just one indication of stupidity. And stupidity, I'm afraid to tell you, is a growth industry. If there was some sort of a stock index that traded in stupidity, invest in it. There's a profit to be made in stupidity. After all, look at all the Christian preachers and, uh, <laughs> that we have in this country. And there's a reason, folks, why they call Christian sheep, after all. So, stupidity is on the rise, and it's not just in Thailand, it's in the Qua. Headline, a larger share of U.S. workers will have minimum reading skills in 2030 than today, according to a report released Monday. U.S. workers may be significantly less literate in 2030 than they are today. The reason? 
most baby boomers, nearly all of whom are white, will be retiring in a large wave of less educated immigrants, nearly all of whom are niggers or Mexicans, will be moving into the workforce. This downward shift in reading and math skills suggests a huge, uh, this is the verb they always use, challenge for educators and policymakers in the future. Uh, the report by this, uh, written by the Christian Science Monitor says that if this trend isn't reversed, it could spell trouble for a large swath of the workforce. It goes on to say, quote, there is no time, this is uh, Andrew Summit, Northeastern University in Boston, there is no time that I can tell you in the last hundred years where literacy and numeracy have declined. Well, what does that tell you about the stock, uh, about racial reality right there? There is no time in the last hundred years where literacy and numeracy have declined, except for now. What's that telling you? The decline in literacy is one of the more startling projections in a report that examines what it calls a perfect storm of converging factors. And we're in the storm. And how those trends are likely to play out if left unchecked. The three factors identified in the report, and white nationalists can tell you this too, a shifting labor market increasingly rewarding education skills, a changing demographic that includes rapidly growing Hispanic population, and a yawning, yawning, yawning. <laughs> Maybe that's what you're all doing out there. A yawning achievement gap, particularly along racial, listen to this, racial and socioeconomic lines when it comes to reading and math. Andrew Summers says, we have the possibility of transforming the American dream into an American tragedy. Transforming? That's what I say. Uh, Andrew's used the wrong tense of the verb. It has been transformed already. The American dream has become an American nightmare, and we're living it. You know, you have to read between the lines on these uh, ones, folks. It's almost like uh, you're dealing with... Um, people who have to present their reports to the Vatican in the 1500s, they just can't say the truth. Though there's a vital nugget of uh, information in this report, uh, I guess maybe if you took uh, the article, about 10% of the space uh, of the report is actually useful, and about the other 90% uh, is a bunch of uh, multicultural ideology talking about uh, more educational programs for these niggers and Mexicans. Again, we're always failing our niggers and Mexicans. It's always us that are somehow failing the niggers and Mexicans. The onus is always on us. It's really a weird inversion of the whole white man's burden. Do you know what the, what the white man's burden was? Uh, it's particularly um, was popular in the old days of the British Empire uh, when the British were taking over these uh, backward places in the third world. And uh, they developed this idea that they were there to bring them up. And it was the burden of uh, European civilization to, to raise up these savages out of the dirt. And this was, a, this was a burden. And somehow this burden has become, I don't know, it's, it's been transformed into guilt somehow. And, well, all I can say, if you join with us, white nationalism, we don't have guilt. And we cut through all this propaganda Orion, as Thompson says, Orion, 
That's right, the letters O-R-I-O-N. Orion, our race is our nation. We don't care about these other people. We want them separated from us. We don't want to have to support them anymore. Now, in a related story, let's look at some newly released data about the standard of living in the state-by-state. I saw this was posted on VNN Forum, by the way. Okay, as I list some of the states in the top ten, build up a mental image of these states and, of course, the people and industries in them as I as I list, list them. Uh, first of all, Minnesota. Minnesota. I try my best uh, Swedish accent there. Wisconsin, Kansas, Missouri, Indiana, Illinois, and Ohio. That's a few of the states in the top ten uh, being listed by uh, standard of living by state. Okay, now here... Uh, when I list these states, I get an image of um, uh, old stock Europeans. Uh, this is a positive image, <laughs> perhaps a newer image, perhaps a bit antiquated maybe. Uh, old stock Europeans, factory workers, farmers, uh, fair-featured people, and earnest, hard-working people. Uh, that's at least what came to my mind first, but maybe I'm a little older than you all out there. Now, Here's a few at the bottom. Uh, California. How do they say that in Mexican? California. California. Yeah, California, New Mexico, District of Columbia. They included that. Mississippi, which is run by niggers. Hawaii, which we've spoken of uh, quite often uh, with uh, Craig Cobb. I remember on a, on a free talk live with him. And Louisiana. That's uh, the bottom ten of the standard of living by state. And, of course, the image that comes into my mind is uh, nigger violence, mestizo murder, welfare abuse. Let's see. uh, How about anti-white violence uh, in crowded, dirty cities? How about Los Angeles comes to mind? Homosexuals, too. Uh, I thought of San Francisco. But I guess the northern part of California really is uh, almost like another state in some ways. Anyway... If you have a different uh, comment about these states, a uh, different, different mental image in your mind, send me a chat message at VNN Free Talk Live. That's VNN Free Talk Live. Looks like I got a comment in from Justinian the Great. and says he's listening from uh, Melbourne, Australia. That's Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to the broadcast. All right, now here's another list. This one, uh, I'll list this one off. Austria, which we spoke of a little bit earlier, Belgium, the Czech Republic, France, Germany, Lithuania, Poland, Romania, that's Romania, and Slovakia. Now, these are all countries that imprison people who question aspects of the historical incident commonly called the Holocaust. So, if you question the accuracy of or the validity of uh, kike soap, uh, kike lampshades, the six million dead kikes, uh, kike bodies that were used as kindling, or women kikes whose bodies combusted more quickly than men's when set afire, or the many other tales from the hollow oaks, you could be put in prison in, let me read the uh, countries of shame here, Austria, Belgium, the Czech Republic, 
France, Germany, Lithuania, Poland, Romania, and Slovakia. I wonder how many listening out there tonight have ancestors from these places. And doesn't it make you mad to learn these things, to know this crap? This this crap is going on in our ancient homeland. I know it makes me mad. It makes me real mad. Well, when will the chutzpah end? Headline. Jews blame Jimmy Carter for mess for a murder in I how do you pronounce this? Uh Eilat, Israel. This is uh an editorial I found in Aretz Sheva Shiva Aretz Shiva magazine, an Israeli newspaper, in fact, not a magazine. Here I'm gonna read this uh, editorial because it really uh this is a probably an editorial meant mainly for Jewish readers. And it shows the venom they have for anyone that opposes their interests. Okay, let's jump right into this. Quote, At about the same time Jimmy Carter was talking up his book at Brandeis University, a Palestinian Arab suicide bomber stepped into a bakery shop in Eilat and murdered three Israelis. Coincidence? No. Jimmy Carter has some explaining to do. He's a smooth talker. You know, I've never heard Jimmy Carter called that before. But anyway, he's a smooth talker, but will forever be tainted by the blood of Elat and by whatever bloodshed is to befollow. Really? That's Jimmy Carter's fault? Anyway, Jimmy Carter's book is pretty much a manual on how to commit murder without guilt. Its subtitle should be, The Jews Deserve It. When a former president of the United States speaks, the world listens. Terrorists listen. They heard this man say that it would be proper to commit murder until Israelis, until Israel, abides by international law. Within the same international law, it is also written, Thou shalt not commit bloodshed. Perhaps Jimmy Carter missed that in Sunday school. Ooh, nice touch. Anyway, prior to the bloodshed in Elat, I wrote a piece on Jimmy Carter's book entitled, This is Great, Folks. Jimmy Carter's Kampf. And this drew a rebuke from one particular friend upon the premise that Jimmy Carter should not be equated with Hitler. Well, aren't they all? Aren't anyone who opposes uh, Jews uh, Hitler? Anyway, uh, Sudan was Hitler and Milosevic was Hitler. I don't know how he quite opposed the Jews, but he was he was smeared as Hitler. Anyone who... Uh, Achmina Dejad, isn't he Hitler, really? Anyway, in fact, I was only equating Jimmy Carter with Hitler's Kampf, meaning that Hitler's campaign or struggle to eliminate the Jewish people. Maybe he fools you, but he doesn't fool me. Jimmy Carter is a terrorist, and the blood of Elot is his legacy. Good grief. Now, in a related story, yeah, Billy Beer. This is from Kai Carter. Never forget Billy Beer. How can a man whose brother tried to sell his own beer be equated with Hitler? I just, uh, uh, <laughs> I just uh, don't get that one. But of course, this is the Kike mindset. Thank you, Kai Carter, for that comment. In a related story, uh, this is from the AP. This is a wine. I call it a wine by the AP. Uh, saying that the Carter visit to Brandeis University cost $100,000. Former President Jimmy Carter's visit to Brandeis University to discuss his new book 
cost the school about $100,000, a figure that has apparently riled the school's president. Now, I want to jump in here parenthetically here. I want to remind you, this is a story from the AP, that's Associated Press, and it's not a piece from the school newspaper, which really is about all the coverage it deserves. But, of course, it's in the AP. Anyway, President Yehuda Reinhars, Yehuda Reinhars, criticized the event's cost at a recent faculty meeting. A faculty meeting, according to the student newspaper. Okay, but this is an AP story. This, this, this came up on Google News. Brandeis spokesman Dennis Nilan said Reinhardt's exasperation is based on the sole fact that there was no funding for the event. When Carter accepted the invitation last month, the campus had less than two weeks, two weeks to plan for the event. Now listen to this. Carter, though, did not get a speaker's fee. Carter spoke for free, and they're complaining. That's chutzpah. Anyway, uh, though Carter did not get a speaker's fee, security included the hiring of a private security firm to provide metal detectors in compliance with the Secret Service requirements, and over time, to 22 police officers accounted for much of the cost, Nilon said. Good grief. These kikes just don't know when to stop, do they? They just don't know when to stop complaining. Kikes are asking to be gassed. All right, let's take a short break here from the news, and I'll play a song here, and I'll come back with a clip from... Uh, I'll come back here with a story about money in VNN's Money Line segment. Hi, this is Janice Whiffen. A&M's first artist and co-founder has done it again. Ever the musical explorer, Herb Alpert, emerges again as an innovator. This time out he's solo, but still keeps great musical company. The identifiable Alpert trumpet sound is currently all over the dial and will undoubtedly continue to support Herb's musical statements. Herb Alpert. Yeah. The rhythm, the rebel, without a pause, I'm lowering my level. The hard drama, where you never been, I'm in. You want styling? You know it's time again. See, the enemy telling you to hear it. They play the music, it's time they play the lyrics. Some say no to the album, the show, but much the sound. I made a year ago, I guess you know, you guess I'm just a radical. Not on sabbatical, yes, to make it critical. The only part of your body should be part in two. Pass the power on the hour from the rebel of you. Radio, suckers never play me on the mix. They just okay me now, knowing it goes. When the clock in my phone is gold, thinking and taking everything that the brother owns. My calling card, recording and audit, supporter of Chesamard, loud and proud, kicking live, next poor supreme, loop for truth, bazooka, the scheme, flavor, a rebel in his own mind, supporter of my rhyme, designed to scatter a line of suckers who play I do crime. They're on my time, dig it. Recording and audit, supporter of Tresemar, loud and proud, kicking live, next poet supreme, loop for truth, bazooka, the scheme, flavor, a rebel in his own mind, 
supporter of my rhyme Designed to scatter a line of suckers who claim I do crime They on my time, dig it All right, let's launch right into the VNN Moneyline segment. That's enough from Pink Floyd. Uh, piles and piles of cash. Headline, U.S. sent giant pallets of cash to Iraq. Iraq, where cash, where cash is king. The Federal Reserve sent record payments of more than $4 billion in cash to Baghdad on giant pallets. We all know what pallets are, right? Those are big square wood things they uh, load up with forklifts. Forklifts. Giant pallets of cash aboard U.S. military planes shortly before the United States gave control back to the Iraqis, lawmakers discovered this Tuesday. Okay, got a call in here. I'm going to have to terminate that because they didn't send a chat message. Cowboy Zeke, uh, send me a chat message if you want to come on the program. Okay, Uh, the bills weighing, the cash weighing. The cash weighing a total of 363 tons were loaded onto military aircraft in the largest cash shipment ever made by the Federal Reserve. That's right, folks. The Federal Reserve. On 12th September, and that's the December 12th, excuse me, on December 12th, 2003, $1.5 billion was shipped to Iraq Initially, the largest payout of U.S. currency in the Fed's history. It was followed more than, uh, with more than $2.4 billion on June 22, 2004. And then, three days later, $1.6 billion loaded onto pallets, loaded with forklifts, sent to Iraq. L. Paul, L. Paul Brimmer, uh, by the way, an underling and protege of Henry Kissinger, one of the big Jews, who, as the administrator of the Coalition Provisional Authority, ran Iraq after initial combat operations ended. Uh, he said the enormous shipments were done at the request of the Iraqi Minister of Finance. <laughs> yeah, I bet. The Iraqi Minister of Finance. That's right, folks. Democrats questioned whether the lack of oversight of $12 billion in Iraqi money uh, that was dispersed by Bremer and the Coalition Provisional Authority somehow enabled insurgents to get their hands on the funds, possibly through falsifying names on government payrolls. Bremer said, quote, I have no knowledge of monies being diverted. I would certainly be concerned if I thought they were. Bremer did acknowledge the use of fake names on U.S. and Iraqi payrolls. You know, Dallas... Uh, some substantial portion of this money did end up in the good guys' pockets. And who's the good guys? 
Well, that's the insurgency. And, you know, this kind of dovetails with Dietrich's pet theory. That is that the, um, that the U.S. is, in fact, fueling this chaos, and it desires the chaos. Uh, hell, you know, the money, this money could be used even by Iran. Uh, if you want to take the theory you know, to a logical conclusion, uh, we could be paying for Iran to purchase uh, uh, arms to uh, fight our own men and, of course, stir up more trouble. You know, how many remember um, the deliveries of tow missiles? You know what tow missiles are? Uh, that's those, uh, they're actually, <coughs> excuse me, they're like a wire-guided missile. They're, uh, they're mounted on the back of, um, of Humvees, and uh, they point them at a tank, and this uh, huge wire uh, extends out with the missile, and then, bam, a tank is blown up. Well, uh, our conservative president... Uh, Ronald Reagan, that's right, Ronald Reagan sent tow missiles to the Iranians in the 1980s. So that's our conservative legacy. And, of course, we have another conservative in office today. He's even more compassionate than Ronald Reagan. So, you know, it really makes me wonder uh, about this all quite a bit. Boy, there's a lot of things we're probably missing. And we're missing more than just cash. Okay, let's take a look here and see if uh, if Mr. Stan Sikorsky uh, has checked in here. Because it's time, it's time for uh, the tuberculosis session here. As you can see, I'm not feeling too well, and I'm always worried that I'm going to catch this tuberculosis, because it's uh, definitely a problem here in the Midwest. The... Um, the Mexicans come in here to work in the uh, meatpacking industry and, of course, uh, in all sorts of agricultural uh, industries here. They like to hire those people. No, he doesn't seem to have checked in here. I want to play this um, this call again real quickly uh, because uh, I think it deserves to be listened to. First saved message sent today at 6.21 p.m. Good evening. This is Ray Dalton, principal of Afghani High School. My purpose for this phone message tonight is purely informational. I am calling to inform you that an individual at Apsigami High School has a suspected case of tuberculosis. The person is responding well to medication and will not return to school until cleared by Atlantic County Division of Public Health and Apsigami. Tuberculosis is primarily a respiratory illness caused by a type of bacteria that is passed from person to person through the air. Tuberculosis is not easy to catch, and it usually takes close and frequent contact with someone over a long period of time. Tuberculosis can be treated and cured with medication. The Division of Public Health, our staff, our school nurses, and the administration are working closely together to identify those individuals who may be exposed. A public health nurse will be contacting parents of any students that are identified. We are working closely with all agencies to ensure that students and staff at Astagami High School are protected and kept fully informed. Please feel free to contact our nurses or the Atlantic County Department of Health nurses, Barbara Kennedy or Sandy Long at 645 5933 or myself if you have any questions. 
Again, this information is purely information, informational, a letter. Okay, that's enough of that. Uh, that's, uh, of course, a, a telephone, uh, uh, automated telephone message from uh, Stan Sikorsky's daughter's high school. And I'm sure we're all looking forward to that sort of a call. Uh, so, anyway, before we jump into the rest of this uh, tuberculosis business, I want to repeat the uh, Skype ID. That's VNN Free Talk Live. VNN Free Talk Live. In just a few minutes, we're going to have Alex come on. I'm going to wrap up the news uh, roundup section here. And then, uh, shortly after that, Bill White will be joining us. So I know you'll want to hear that. Anyway, back to the tuberculosis. Um, it may come as a surprise uh, to many listening tonight, but TB uh, was a disease like, well, like so many others, even, even uh, something like leprosy, uh, that was effectively unknown uh, in terms of incidence anyway from about, um, I don't know, probably the 1950s to the 1990s. Uh, I guess back in the 30s, uh, uh, there was uh, outbreaks of these types of things. Uh, actually, my grandmother, who was born in 1909, got uh, uh, tuberculosis. But uh, I think she got it sometime in the 1920s as a young child. But now it's making a comeback. And it's not just the sewer of, um, of uh, third world filth in New Jersey. It's uh, it's right here in the uh, in the heartland. Uh yeah, yeah. I didn't know TB can be cured. By the way, and that's jack 'em up. I, I think some. I think there are. This is a message here, a chat message from uh, Jack 'em up, and um, I think there are several strains of T, uh, TB, and I think some of them are drug resistant, and some of them are can be cured with antibiotics. I don't know. I don't know if one really ever gets cured once you get TB. I think you're always going to have to carry a little bit around with you. Anyway, thanks for that comment. If you want to send a chat message, please do. Uh, anyway, this is from uh, Wichita, Kansas. Wichita, Kansas. Uh, when a Somalian, oh boy, the Somalians again, they are the world's uh, shit people. When a Somalian refugee walked into the health department of an Emporia, Kansas meat, see what I'm saying here? Emporia, Kansas meat packing plant earlier this month, suffering from active tuberculosis, he became the latest entry on government health statistics. 62% of active TB cases reported in Kansas last year involved immigrants. Immigrants, immigrants. Which is a national trend over the last several years, said Phil Griffin. Phil Griffin, director of the Kansas Tuberculosis Control Program. For four consecutive years, immigrants, immigrants, immigrants have made up more than half the active TB cases in the U.S., according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. In 2005, the latest years for which uh, national data is available, foreign-born residents accounted for 55% of TB cases nationwide. Immigrants, immigrants, immigrants are infected at a, nearly, at a rate nearly nine times, nine times, nine times, higher than the native population. Uh, in 22 states, immigrants accounted for more than half, 50% of TB cases up from the five states in 1993. In 1993, it was only five states. Today, it's 22 states, according to the CDC. Tuberculosis is a pandemic. Pandemic meeting everywhere 
in all but 27 countries. Now, wouldn't I guess now we're not one of the 27. There are so many more cases outside the United States as immigrants, immigrants, immigrants come in legally or illegally. Either way, that is where the disease is coming from because it's rampant in their countries. This is again from the Wichita Eagle Beacon. Uh, last week, health officials reported that a Somalian immigrant, 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 working at Tyson Foods, Inc., Tyson Foods, Inc., plant in Peoria, Kansas, that's in Emporia, excuse me, Emporia, Kansas, I've been there, by the way, a Somalian immigrant working in Emporia, Kansas, had an active case of TB, and the coroner determined the disease was related to his death. The man initially said he was injured while preparing an animal for slaughter, probably the animal you're going to eat tonight or tomorrow for breakfast. And he was taken by Amos to the hospital where he died of complications of tuberculosis. California, Texas, New York, Florida. California, Texas, New York, and Florida. Hmm. California, Texas, New York, and Florida now account for nearly half the number of TB cases nationwide, according to the CDC. Okay, here's the roster. Here's the roster. By far the greatest number of TB cases among immigrants, 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 immigrants comes from Mexico, along with the Philippines, Vietnam, India, and China. All right, so what's the lesson here, folks? What's the lesson? Stay away from muds and stay healthy. Repeat after me, stay away from muds and stay healthy. I think we all know that, don't we? Okay, after this delightful segment about Mexico coming up here, we'll have Alex on. All right, let's uh, let's hear a little bit of intro music, shall we? Alma Virgen del Mariachi Cuando escucho sus cantares siento ganas de llorar El mariachi suena con alegre son Oye como alegra cantar mi canción Suena la arpa vieja, suena el guitarro El violín se queda lo mismo que yo Okay, I'm in the mood now. Uh, you may recall last week I mentioned that the uh, police in Tijuana, Tijuana, uh, had their weapons taken away from them by the army, and <laughs> and <laughs> excuse me, they were given slingshots with ball bearings to police their streets. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> this one uh, we need to file under Acapulco Gold. Don't die in Acapulco, or don't visit Acapulco. By the way, if you want to go on a holiday. Just don't go to Mexico. How about that? You'll be uh, much better off. Okay, Acapulco, Mexico. Brazen daylight killings in Acapulco are worrying business leaders that Mexico's bloody drug wars will cripple Mexico's tourism industry. Hotel and hotel owners and business leaders in the Pacific Coast Resort have demanded officials do something to quell the violence that has been closing in the city's beachfront hotels, flashy discos, and fish taco eateries. Fish taco eateries. Hmm. Never had a fish taco. Not that I know of, anyway. In one of the boldest attacks yet, assassins dressed as soldiers barged into two state police stations shortly before noon Tuesday, 
demand the officers hand over their guns, and then open fire, five police investigators and two secretaries were killed. And witnesses said the simu- uh, simultaneous attacks were, were videotaped by the assailants. Let me see, I've got a number of uh, chat messages to make sure I'm not missing anything. All right. Uh, someone here said, stop, stop, I'm in California, please stop. Okay, very good. All right, well, let's talk about Mexico. Let's continue here. Um, <clears throat> federal authorities said Wednesday they were investigating whether uh, some of the slain officers had ties to drug traffickers. Hmm. And whether the killings were meant to settle scores between the rival Gulf and Sinaloa. Sinaloa. They don't say the L, do they, in, in Spanish, do they? Sinaloa drug cartels. Mayor Felix Salgado told business leaders at a breakfast meeting Wednesday that authorities were patrolling the tourist zone and will guarantee the safety of those who visit. Guarantee the safety of those who visit. Hmm. I hope this does not affect the tourist image, he said. We realize these events are unpleasant, but do you know uh, they are separate events? Uh, One of the stations hit on Tuesday was uh, near a highway used by tourists driving into the resort city. Days earlier, two Canadian tourists were grazed in the leg by bullets, fired into a hotel lobby in the main tourist strip. Acapulco is a city of more than 720,000, has always had a problem with crime, but until recently the violence occurred mostly in the poor neighborhoods, blanketing the verdant hills far from the gleaming five-stars hotels. You know, that's what's so weird about America and much of the third world uh, uh, that's different, even though we're kind of a third world nation now, is that um, in most of these places, the urban core, this is also true of France as well, Paris especially, the urban core uh, is the nice part of town uh, where people want to live and uh, and enjoy life. Uh, but in America, it's the uh, just the opposite, uh, the suburban uh, the outer rings are where uh, uh, civilization still uh, limps along. But here in Acapulco, it's it's the other model. It's the rings uh, around the urban core that are uh, full of the nasty people. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> since last April, however, the attacks have become more blatant. The smugglers have carried out, at least since this, folks, six beheadings. Six beheadings of several police officers. The heads were spiked on a railing in front of a downtown building. Another head floated up just off the beach. A decapitated body was found in a hotel room. A decapitated body was found in a hotel room. Oh, boy. A municipal officer was gunned down outside a disco in the tourist zone. The violence has increased as the Sinaloa and Gulf cartels battle for control of the lucrative drug routes off the Pacific coast for U.S.-bound Colombian cocaine, belying Acapulco's image as a relaxing tropical paradise and threatening to scare away foreign tourists. Okay, it goes on to say about the cartels and so forth like this, but uh, if you ever listen to Pierce's uh, The Mestizo Menace, he talks about how um, the U.S. Uh, media and the U.S. government especially uh, does a lot to cover up the crime and corruption in Mexico and keep this news uh, from the United States uh, public. Uh, and and particularly, uh, Pierce talked about the number of um, uh, particularly white women who go down there uh, and party in these tourist resorts 
particularly Cancun, is what he mentioned in the broadcast called the Mestizo Menace, and they end up getting raped. Uh, and uh, this is a this is somewhat of a sport uh, for Mexican men down there is to rape white women. Uh, I'd like to say uh, this seems to be very accurate because I found this uh, piece again. Uh, I found it online, and it was not uh, distributed by the AP or, or Reuters and Google News, but it was in a local it was in a local uh, newspaper from Vermont, uh, and uh, you know it's kind of funny. Uh, the whining Jew at Brandeis University was uh, complaining about the cost of a presidential visit to a university. How many, how many, how many universities in this country would would give their right arm to have a president come and speak at their university? And you have this this, this whining Jew who gets his uh, 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 crybaby act put in uh, uh, all the all the news feeds around the world because he's complaining about the cost of President Carter coming to visit his university. And we have this this really horrific story of uh, of uh, out of control brutality and murdering and assassinations going on in Mexico, in a in a tourist resort that Americans go to by the thousands, and and scarcely a peep in the U.S. media. But of course, that's why we're here. That's why there's a VNN broadcasting, and I'm not joking. Uh, you'd be missing this if we didn't have it. Okay, let's play a, a short tune. Let's let's leave out with our um, little Mexican tune here, and then we'll bring in uh, Alex here. Alma Virgen del Mariachi, cuando escucho sus cantares y en tocarlas de llorar. El mariachi suena con alegre son, oye como alegra cantar mi canción. Suena la arpa vieja, suena el guitarro, el violín se quema, lo mismo que yo. Vanguard Radio. No Jews. Just right. <música> 